This episode is sponsored by Kendo UI. Kendo UI allows you to build better apps faster. They have a comprehensive library ranging from data grids and charts to buttons and sliders. Plus, you can use their components as plain JavaScript as well as in Angular, React, and Vue. They have a large collection of customizable popular themes like Bootstrap and Material. Go check them out at reactroundup.com slash kendoui. Hey, everybody, and we are live at Microsoft Build, and I'm talking to David Kramer from Sentry. David, do you want to say hi? How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. Yeah. Do you want to just give a brief introduction, who you are, what you do? Yeah. Uh, I'm the founder CEO of a company and product called Sentry. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually am a software engineer by trade. Started the project about a decade ago. We're like a, a big open source application monitoring tool. Right. At a high level. Um, happy to go deeper if you want. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the way we sort of think about it is, you know, back in the day when I got my, so I'm like a self-taught engineer. When I got uh-huh. my start, I did it like PHP. Um, and the way PHP worked, at least in my world was you would, uh, log into a server, like SSH into a server. You would copy paste like a PHP uh-huh. file into a new PHP file and you'd go edit it on the server. Right. Um, and then you would load it to see if it was broken or not. You got like instant <laughs> feedback. It's very quick development cycle. I'll, I'll admit that I've debugged that way a few times. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a lot harder today. Um, yeah. So we sort of started Sentry a long time ago, specifically because there were customers telling us that things were broken, and you know we might have had the information in logs somewhere, but right. it was really hard to find the right information. And it was always like it wasn't quite what you needed. Like the simple uh-huh. analogy was like, "Hey, this is broken for me," and it's like, "What browser are you using?" I like I don't know anything about what's yeah. going on, right? Um, and you can imagine those those days where you spend hours and hours debugging an yep. issue, and and that's after you find out about it. Yep. So ours was like really like let's let's find out about things right away, and then sort of build like almost like a debugger, but for uh-huh. production, to where we actually have all the answers and just kind of like get through it. Right. But um, yeah, so we've been doing that quite a while. Um, the focus has really been like on a workflow. So you know, part of the reason we're here at uh, at Build is. Um, We've been working closely with like the Visual Studio Team Services Group, mm-hmm. um, and what we sort of envision is uh, taking like this classic APM analytics approach, which is the best way to describe it is dashboards. So, mm-hmm. if you're looking for something to do, you can go look at one of these dashboards. Right. Um, they'll give you a lot of things to work on, but they're not really going to hone in on like what do you need to do right now. Like you're doing sprint yeah. planning or whatever, and um, and ideally what happens is you go through like feature development. When you're done with the feature development, like you can forget about it. But right. that's not actually how it goes down. Um, so what our effective goal is, is like, okay, you've shipped something. Whether mm-hmm. it's like partially done or you think it's done, there's an issue with it. Right. Um, primarily we focus on errors today uh, mm-hmm. just because those are super relevant. There's an error that happens. Uh, we're in your inbox, specifically your inbox because you wrote the code. Right. Uh, we, like atta- we like associate it to like the commit that we think is responsible. Okay. So we're in your inbox because of that. We give you this huge amount of debug information, and then we tie in with like your workflow tooling. So for example, um, you get alerted just like a monitoring tool, and then you sort of decide how to triage it. So right. one form of triage might be like, I don't care about this, just mm-hmm. ignore it, right? Another form is like, okay, like I need to like load this up in, in like as a work item in team services. Um, so we triage that over for you and then it goes through kind of like a standard workflow. So you're going to go through that code review, everything else. Um, and one of the really clever things we did early on was, uh, when you close a ticket, um, and mm-hmm. VSTS, uh, like it's sort of up to you to manage that life cycle. Right. When you close a, a ticket, effectively an issue in Sentry, we actually are aware if it's really closed or not. So you say you fixed this bug. We'll tell you if you fixed this right. bug. And that's like a really like important, interesting concept. Right. 
at the end of the day, it's like an efficiency tool. Uh-huh. Um, hypothetically, you can get all the same data with logs and other metrics, um, but it's really like cutting that down. Um, like our marketing spiel on it is like, we can turn like this uh, resolution cycle from five hours to five mm-hmm. minutes. And to be honest, five hours is kind of generous. It's usually more like five yeah. days. Um, but yeah, so that's like the high level. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's, you know, I've used a number of tools that do the error reporting and, you know, so something comes in and then they'll connect to, uh, you know, GitHub or GitLab or they'll connect to Slack or something like that and say, hey, this error occurred. Um, you know, they'll tell me you've, you've got a zillion of these or, you know, yeah, just deployed. It's like, OK, here are the three times it's happened so far and, and that kind of a thing. And um, yeah, it's as far as using a tool like this, it makes a lot of sense just from the standpoint of it, it automates that process and makes it so that I don't have to yeah spend a ton of time going and figuring out what's going on. You know, you capture all of the context and then you give me enough information to go and, and fix it. Yeah. Um, I really like the idea of workflow management. Um, and I've been pushing, um, I've been pushing a lot of people to look at as much as they can automating things and understanding the workflows just to get more things done. Um, and, and part of it's because I'm a developer. I don't want to go dig through the logs. I mean, my grep skills are crappy. And the other thing is, is that, you know, I, I just want to build the next feature, you know, I want to be the hero. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you, if you can get it out of the way so that it's okay, I fixed the bug and now I'm on to the next thing. I mean, yeah, you're my friend. Yeah. I remember early on. Um, so I've been, I've been building Sentry. Like it's been open source the whole time. It, it wasn't like a business or anything for a long right. time. Right. So a lot of time it's just like, I'm doing it as like a, a spare time hobby. Uh-huh. just really liked it. Right. Um, and then there was a period of time where I actually ran the business while I was working at another company. Right. And right after that, I immediately switched to like business mode. Like I quit my job. Mm-hmm. We started building the company like for real. And I'm like, okay, I need to like go convince customers to pay us money. Right. Right. And I remember like, a, I have this like very vivid memory of talking with a, a big organization and I'm like, okay, like I want you to like use Century and pay for Century. And this is like a friend of mine mm-hmm. that has like some like pull power at this company. And he's like, how is it different than logs? I'm like, you know, like, high-level abstract, it's kind of the same thing. It's just different kinds of data, right? right? And he's like, so... And he has, like, an ops background. And he's like, will this get my developer... Or the developers on the team, will they fix the bugs with this? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, it's kind of up to them. Mm -hmm. And I think people have this misconception that, like, we we developers, we want to know that things are broken. Yeah. Like, we might not feel great about them being broken, but we're going to have to deal with it eventually. Mm-hmm. I'd rather deal with it while I'm, like, working on the project rather than weeks later when I've started yeah. on the next thing. And so it's kind of interesting. Um, and I guess, like, you know, we're talking about JavaScript. I think the very interesting thing for me is how long we went as an industry without any kind of instrumentation for JavaScript. Like, right. It's been really good for us because a lot of our customers, like, you know, we, we've had a lot of development in JavaScript lately, like Angular and, and React mm-hmm. especially, and, um, and Ember before that, right? Right. But forever we've had jQuery and, like, complex applications in, right. a, in the browser. But nobody's ever really instrumented them. So if, like, things were breaking, it was literally you're tweeting at somebody, like, hey, I don't know, United, your website's broken or something, yep. right? And it, it's kind of amazing how long we got away with that as an industry. And even today, like, a lot of these, like, really big... Um, sort of older organizations that are just now getting started mm-hmm. with like rich web applications are still learning this, this kind of thing. And 
Um, it's been really interesting for us just to see the massive adoption of yeah. like JavaScript and JavaScript with Sentry sort of over the past like three years. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when I was introduced to this idea, it was mostly on the back end, right? Mm-hmm. We were building Rails apps and it was really easy to just plug something like this into the back end and nobody quite knew how to instrument the front end. And so, yep. yeah, it's interesting to see how many companies have come around now to figuring this out. And it is, it's a lot more challenging, I'll say. So like, we got our start in Python, and that's right. like where it was born. It's actually really interesting because I would, I would credit the Rails community, um, at least the Rails open source like sort of mm-hmm. SMB mid market accessible companies with really pulling in this error monitoring idea because right. it's not new. Like it's been around for like Windows apps and everything mm-hmm. for you know thirty years or something, right. right? But it's it was newer to like web apps because we mm-hmm. had logs and they were kind of okay. Whereas like browser apps and like desktop apps, you you just don't have logs yeah. on some other device. Um, so like we got our start in Python and there's some stuff in the Rails community as well and the Ruby community. Um, but even then it was like, well, like we don't necessarily need it. We can still sort of do our job and, mm-hmm. you know, and then JavaScript, it came around and it's like, you really need it, but it's actually like much, much harder to do because, yeah. you know, you have minified code, you have, uh, like transpiled code, even going from like yep. technically not JavaScript to JavaScript and you need to map all this stuff. So I, as like the developer actually mm-hmm. have some clue of what's going on. Right. Uh, and it's for us, it's been an interesting challenge. Um, especially with like the different browsers and like everything working mm-hmm. differently. Um, I think we're like, we're in a, as an industry, we're in a pretty stable place um, to be able to collect that instrumentation data. But uh, still uh, like, uh, there's surely like a wish list of things you could do. Like yeah, get rid of extensions, like playing with your website would be mm-hmm. a nice thing. Um, I'm sure if it, anybody that's already doing this has seen this flood of data. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, just injecting HTML and JavaScript on your page and. Oh yeah. Know, yeah, I've had that mess. mess up all kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah, the browser extensions. So, what makes Sentry different from some of the other ones out there that do the same thing? Yeah, there's sort of a few things. Like, I, I'm like a realist, and I'll uh-huh. tell you, they're all sort of the same. Like every, like we we well, classify ourselves as monitoring, and at the end yeah. of the day, all monitoring eventually looks the same. Yeah, but, at the core, you know, it yeah it collects the yeah, error yeah. data, right? It's all kind of the same data. I would say what makes us different. There's a few things like. Um, first we're open source. We're actually like truly open source. And I mean that in like the most real way. Um, it's completely free, both the server and the SDKs. Um, we do have a SaaS service, so that's how we make right. money. Um, so totally open source. I've been that way for the entire time. Um, additionally, we are, I think we're the, the most compatible with runtime. So we work with every language, any kind of mm-hmm. stack, whether it's like, um, like Mozilla um, uses us for Firefox for crash reporting, for example. Oh, really? And Spotify uses us in their, um, in their music apps, and they use mm-hmm. it on every platform. So whether it's like your, your PlayStation or your iPhone or their web app, oh, wow. right? Oh, um, wow. And it's, it's truly that like, cross-platform nature. And that's like, important you know, going back to the workflow, yeah. which is sort of our core focus, because like, you don't want to have 10 different tools, right? No, heavens no. Yeah, and, and I think that... Uh, even though most people again use uh-huh. us for JavaScript or one of these web languages, that's been like very key. Sort of in addition to that, j- just because of like we're actually celebrating our 10th anniversary, uh, actually in a few days. Oh, congratulations! Um, so like, yeah, yeah. So some of that maturity has led to a lot of these arguably overly complicated uh-huh. features, but they're features that we've known to become like necessary for like right. larger organizations and stuff. Um, and we've really honed deep on um, we call it deep context. So. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we don't, unfortunately can't do this in JavaScript, but in uh, Python and PHP and sort of Java, we actually will go in and and with your stack trace, you know, you normally just have it, like the the line that caused the bug, and maybe you have source right. code with that. Um, but we'll actually go in and tell you like the variables, like what they're mm-hmm. assigned to, and only in certain languages, of course. 
Um, we collect a lot of information like that, you know, going back to the right. debugger concept. I think the other thing is just how we've approached this, this whole workflow cycle. So we say Sentry's only goal is to tell you the root cause. And I'm sure mm -hmm. some people are going to get mad when I use that word. But when I say root cause, I mean the commit that caused the problem. Because like if, I'm, if it's like an outage mm -hmm. or something, right? The root cause for me is not the servers running out of memory right. or something. The root cause is like, what commit do I need to revert or yeah. fix? Yep. And that's like the most important thing you can tell somebody at the end of the day. And so that's like sort of with our latest launch, that's been like the key like completion of that picture. Right. Um, and we do that for errors today, right? And, you know, going forward, we're thinking a lot about how do we do that for other problems? That's that same goal. How do we get to the commit and sort of get it in the hands of the right person at the end of yeah. the day? Um, and I think that's, you know... Other people sort of do some of this stuff, but I don't think it's with the same intention. Like, right. they'll give you bits and pieces of that picture. Yeah. And, and we're just like, let's do the whole, like, lay of the land. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For you, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. Just enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is one of my favorite things. Every month, I get a box in the mail. Costs less than $20. And it comes with all kinds of goodies. I have stuff from... Just looking at my shelf, Batman, Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and much, much more. So if you're a geek, a gamer, anything like that, and you want cool stuff to put around your office, uh, cool t-shirts, comic books, etc., then definitely check out Loot Crate. To save 10% on your new subscription, go to lootcrate.com slash ruby. Again, that's lootcrate.com slash ruby to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. So how do you envision people using a system like Sentry then? So they hook it up to their app, it starts reporting errors, they take all that information, and yeah, I mean, what, what should the workflow be from there in your opinion? Yeah, so when we talk a lot about this, the way I want it to work is you go instrument Sentry, it's hands-off, like today... It's mostly you drop in our SDK using NPM or right. you know a CDN, you set the API key, mm -hmm. and then it's mostly done from there. Like right. you don't have to configure anything else. Once that's done, you know, you ship it to production or canary or whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter how your world works. Um, there's an error that's detected. You know, in the best world, and this isn't all the time again, it depends uh -huh. on your org, we email just the authors, like just right. the or owners is actually what we call it, because uh -huh. it's it's not just like get blame. It's not just like you wrote this code or changed this code, right. so it's your fault. It's like you know, it might be your fault, but like if it's the the API, maybe that's a set of people yeah. doing that, right? So we we tell the the API group that there's a bug, and mm -hmm. then you either say this matters right now, right? This doesn't matter right now, or this might matter like in a certain situation, right? Um, and so you triage, and what I want that to look like in the, is the smoothest possible process. So I'm like, okay, this matters right now. I'm going to assign it to you. And mm -hmm. then that will go through and it will tie into your like traditional workflow. Right. Um, doesn't matter what that is, but specifically like team services, it'll automatically create that issue mm -hmm. uh, when you triage it inside of um, your project management tool. And, and for us, realistically, that's the cater towards PMs. Like right. I, as a developer, don't want to spend a lot of time creating these issues like in multiple right. places, right? Um, but it'll create it in there. You go through, put up the fix, um, go through code review, whatever. Um, mark it as such. So, you know, reference either that, that work item or that sentry issue. Tell us you're fixing right. it basically. Ship out that update. At this point, we already know that it's supposed to be going out. We'll, we'll not even like bother telling you that this error is still going on unless you really want to know. Um, mm -hmm. Fix goes live, and it's either fixed or it's not. So right. we'll know that based on does it ever happen again with like this version right. or future versions. Um, and it sort of completes that triage flow. And it's it's really intended to just be like, you know, spend as, as little time using Sentry as mm -hmm. you need to. Like, yeah. 
it's sort of one of those fortunate situations where we measure product success by like, are you using our product? Like, you know, are you engaging yeah. with it? But at the end of the day, if you're not engaging it, that's also sort of equally valuable. Like yeah. if, if you just get that, that notification on Slack yep. or whatever, um, or in your inbox and you're able to solve the issue from there, that's, that's great. Like we're yep. happy. Right. Yep. Um, and so that for us is the workflow and it, it's, it's really about tying that entire like application lifecycle together mm-hmm. and then, you know, move on to your next goal. Right. That makes sense. So do you guys work with um, systems other than VSTS? We do. We work with, you know, anything major, I would say. Um, we've got a pretty big community and stuff. Right. Um, so Trello, Jira. Yeah, yeah. Of course, GitHub, the, big, the, big, yeah. the big players, absolutely, with GitHub. Um, pretty much any, like, major, major version control system. Unfortunately, there's only a few of them these days. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of issue trackers. I'll no. say we support like the the 95% of use cases. There are a zillion yeah. issue trackers. Um, notifications. Of there are, there the are a other. bunch of companies that do what you do too. So that's true. There's a zillion of everything at this yeah. point. Um, it's the good and the bad of the internet. You got a lot yeah. of options, but you also have too many options. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we sort of we try to integrate with your workflow. We don't right. try to force something else on yeah. you. And it's like really important for us. And I think it kind of resonates in this community as well. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, JavaScript developers, I find. In a lot of cases, yeah, they like to do things their own way. So yeah. if you can plug in and give me good information, yep, absolutely. save me a few hours here and there. It's, it's supposed to create more efficiency, not, yep. add, your, like, yep, uh, exactly. not add more hurdles to your workflow. So. Yeah, absolutely. So are there new features coming out in Sentry? So we just, um, we're sort of just officially about to launch what we call Sentry 9. Um, maybe we should have called it 10 to line up with 10 years. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> um, and that's really... Skip 9 yeah, like Microsoft, yeah, right? We, we really thought about it. Um, but uh, that's really focused on that owner's concept I was talking about. Yep. There's some other stuff in there that's more about organization. Um, so it's like, you know, different people have stages of release, right? Like I mm-hmm. mentioned Canary and um, a lot of that's like, okay, I want to release this to a subset of my audience or more of like right. a test environment or something. And that's really to limit the impact of things because like I think everybody in this day and age accepts that there's going to be bugs and it's, it's right. actually like an okay consequence, right? Um, you just want to limit like the impact of those bugs and you uh-huh. can do that by you know, limiting the number of people that can be affected. You can do it by responding really quickly to them. Um, and so we have like full support for sort of understanding like, you know, which environment it's happening in and narrowing right. down that scope. Um, we did a lot of work around like, you know, how do you, how do you work within teams? Uh-huh. Um, because at the end of the day, like companies are not about individuals, they're about teams. That's um, so true. So, so for us, it's like, you know, I, I say like maybe you cause, like your commit causes this bug, but it's your team at the end of yeah. the day that's responsible. Like if you go on vacation next week, it can't, it can't wait until you get back potentially to get addressed. Yep. Um, so we really hone in on that concept. Um, and those are like the major things we just pushed out the door. Uh, we've done a lot of work on things like, um, like Electron and React Native recently. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing work on like BrakePad and CrashPad, which are more for like native applications. Right. Um, you know, it's sort of an ongoing evolution of like how we work with JavaScript ecosystem uh, components. Mm-hmm. But um, those are like the major things. Sort of the rest of the year, we're really focused on, uh, we're actually going to launch a bunch of cool new stuff uh, for sort of like a lot of the key integration partners, but Visual Studio Team Services right. being one of them. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that more in the future. Um, and then we're like starting to think about like, you know, beyond just this error. Um, right. And that's that's really like hypotheticals at this point, but it's it's things like, you know, if there's a lot of errors that sort of smell the same, you know, look mm-hmm. the same, act the same, they probably are right. the same. Yeah. Uh, so something's going on there. Yeah. You know, my example there is, uh, doesn't happen as much anymore, but mm-hmm. it used to be, it was pretty tough to support Internet Explorer way back in the day. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually remember one time we pushed out a change that only broke Internet Explorer. We had no idea because we didn't use it. Right. Uh, it took like a week before one of our customers finally said something to us. Um, and Sentry technically has the power to spot that like very, very right. quickly. 
and to know that it's a wider spread issue and not just like this mm-hmm. individual error or something. So that's really where our focus is going the rest of the year. Cool. So if people want to get started with Sentry, I guess they can either go sign up for the SaaS or pick up the open source. Yeah, the best way to learn about it would be go to Sentry.io. Um, there's a free trial. Like we're super budget mm-hmm. friendly. I would say no matter what you're going to do, whether you want to run it on premise or use a SaaS, you know, set up a trial, play with it a little yeah. bit, get started. It's really easy to start sending error data to us. It's a little bit more work once you like want to integrate fully with the release lifecycle, but not too bad. Um, do that, and then if you get it, like you know, you can kind of make a decision as an organization from right. there. Um, but you know, our goal is really like be as friendly as possible to developers. It's it's designed to be like really easy to set up, no matter how you run it. It's designed to yep. be very price friendly, no matter like what kind of organization you are. Um, so yeah, it should like we we sort of say like it should take you five minutes to get going. Right. Uh, you know, results may vary, of course, but uh, <laughs> but that's our objective. So yeah, sounds good. So one thing that we do as part of the show, just to wrap up is picks. Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. And so it's just anything that you're into, that you're enjoying, that you like, that makes life better. Um, so, I mean, you know, on the last interview I did, I picked a couple of TV shows. I'm trying to think of what I want to shout out about this time. <laughs> I will say that the MongoDB socks here at Bill... Yeah, they, you got to see ours too. Oh, Stop by. We're right next to them. Yeah, I'll come yeah. by and get some. Yeah. But yeah, socks of swag. That's my pick. I think that is a great pick. Like, we actually are fully committed to, like, let's stop doing t shirts because, you know, oh, I've got a no million offense of to t shirts, but yeah, we all have a million of those. Well, I walked through yesterday and I walked out of there with like four or five t shirts. Yeah. Nobody and has time to wear them all. Well, it's funny. I've actually started getting smalls. If I want it, then I'll yeah. get it my size. Yeah. But otherwise, I'll get a small. My 12-year-old loves yeah. them. I think that's becoming the common theme, which is totally fine, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I try to think, like, what is my life anymore? And it's mostly just, like, you know, building this company. Um, I know how that is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I'll, I'll say, like, I still spend at least an hour a day writing code. Like, I'm, like, I don't know how my investors feel yeah. about this. But I, like, I've, I've been, like, very upfront. I'm, like, still going to stay an engineer forever. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, like, you know, this is, you know, even though we're a build unrelated, I really, really like VS Code. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been an IDE user. Uh, I've always used, and I, I've also never been, like, the terminal, like, hardcore user. So I've always used something like uh, TextMate back in the right. day, and then I used Sublime. And then mm-hmm. VS Code is, like, finally easy to configure, where, like, every time I get a new computer, yeah. I don't have to go through, like, a bunch of docs or something again. Um, and we've actually set it up for Sentry. So we're really big on developer efficiency. Uh-huh. And that's sort of my passion. It's why Sentry yeah. exists. 
and we've set it up so we share all the configuration everywhere. And the fact that VS Code has like thought about this ahead of time makes life so much easier. Um, and so for me, like just doing a little bit of code every day and you know unimportant code, that's been really nice. And yeah. um, it's been interesting to see sort of like the community like evolve around a lot of these productivity things, whether it's VS Code or like right. Um, so GitHub just launched some new. Um, some new APIs for like mm-hmm. CI integrations and stuff and, and sort of that collective of like, how do we play nice with everything? And like yeah. this, this flow of like, I just want to ship code. I just want to build things. That, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's the ethos that I, I think drives a lot of things. Yeah. And yeah. Well, the other thing is, is it's good for the companies that the developers work for as well. For sure. For sure. Like, and yeah, I've been, I've been preaching the, the code automation and stuff for a long time because um, a, I, I talk to a lot of companies that are like, we can't find and hire senior developers. Yeah. And so, of course, I, I first challenge them, do you need a senior developer? Yeah. But sometimes they actually do. And sometimes they just can't find that last headcount that they need. And I'm like, well, how much time do you spend doing things like deployment and debugging and, you know, mm-hmm. all these other things? And they're like, oh, well, you know, that that takes up a significant amount of time. Well, you realize that if you pick up these couple types of tools, you know, Sentry is one of those types of tools, but, you know, something like Sentry, something like CI, something like continuous deployment, something like, you know, and I'm like, so that people don't have to think about this stuff, you know, they can be vaguely aware that when I push this, it's going to get deployed within the next hour, Yep. um, you know, and stuff like that, then they can focus on your solutions and they're not spending half a day every week trying to make production work. Yeah, I think this is also like, We'll see where we are from like a, a usability standpoint, but like the idea of you know you know the evolution of Docker and everything and uh-huh. Kubernetes. I think Kubernetes is still very very complex. Is like yeah, it es- is. Especially if you're early in your career. Like I, I'm very ex- like I have like 20 years software experience yeah. in infrastructure, and I need a giant damn book to set up Kubernetes, right? Yeah. But the idea of it is like really really cool, and the portability of that, mm-hmm. and the fact that I can just go back to like building things and not worry about the servers or something. It's like. It is definitely like the clear next evolution of like you know clouds, um, so that's pretty cool too. Like and and you know I have a I have a side project that we run at the company that's part of that. Um, yeah. And that was like my experiment. Like it was like an experiment and my experience of like setting up Kubernetes and running mm-hmm. this project on it. And it was like you know it, it was a learning curve for sure, but it was yep. pretty nice and it was yeah. like fun to work with and to the same degree like fun to work with once you got it going. As is things like React and the yeah. and whatnot where it's like. Like I am pleasantly surprised with how nice it is to like build JavaScript apps these days. Yeah. It's, it's a drastic oh, yeah. difference than you know years ago. So, but yeah, yeah. I guess those would be like my picks. Sort of just like that entire ecosystem of like change has been really good. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I guess the last question is: Where do people find you online? Do you blog you on Twitter, GitHub? I do not uh, really have an online presence anymore. Uh, I took down my blog. I'm on Twitter, Z-E-E-G, but I mostly just rant about incomprehensible things these days. Um, I, I tweet to, about I, politics to piss people off. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I tweeted about La, like LaCroix versus Dasani water the other day. You oh, know, no. I, I think the Dasani stuff is delicious. LaCroix is it's too present. Um, it's just got, it's got too many bubbles. Is, is uh, that the next Holy War? Emacs that v- might be, VI? That might be. I yeah. don't know. Um, that, that's mostly it these days. Like a lot of my interactions, like I, I try to do more community events with Sentry. You know, maybe one of these days I'll get back into speaking again. Yeah. But um, yeah, mostly like I'm like the face and I live and breathe Sentry at this point. So, but yeah. Cool. Very cool. Well, I'm just going to encourage people to go check it out. If you don't have some kind of error tracking monitoring thing, or if you're not happy with the one you have, I mean, there's so many good options out there. Just 
find one that works in your workflow. And it sounds like Sentry's got a lot of the things that you're going to want. So cool. Awesome. Right. Well, thanks again. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more. <laughs>